Wow, we have made it to episode number 10, and I just have to stop and say thank you. Thank you to you for listening to this show every single week. I want to give a special shout out to those of you that have taken a moment to rate and review this show on Apple Podcast, those of you that have rated this show on Spotify, and definitely thank you to those of you who have shared this show with your colleagues, friends, and family. It means the absolute world to me. Now, I want to share one of the reviews that came in on Apple Podcast. This is from ATL to Cincy, and the listener says, I absolutely love this podcast. Being a former school administrator within an independent school, this is needed. I encourage every educator and administrator to check it out. Again, thank you so much. Let's keep leveling up. Hey, hey, welcome to the Culture Center Classroom Podcast, a space for educators looking to step into their power by creating a classroom environment and lessons that affirm, welcome, and celebrate all their students through instruction. I'm your host, Jocelyn Hubbard, an educator, teacher coach, wife, mother to five children, and your partner on this journey of creating culture-centered classrooms. Let's jump into the episode. When I was growing up, people always said, practice makes perfect. But you know what? It doesn't. Practice makes much, much better, and practice builds habits, and practice makes things permanent. Becoming and remaining a culturally competent educator and a culturally competent person is much the same way. You practice behaviors and actions, you establish habits, and you become much, much better at being culturally aware and inclusive and sensitive. As a side note, please know that there is no finish line. I almost hate to even say that, but I have to be honest with you. You're you're never going to be all the way there. And I'm certainly not all the way there. I mean, I'm not like the cultural competence queen or anything. I'm just here to partner with you on this journey. And I really hope that that doesn't make you want to stop listening to this podcast. But like I said, I want to be honest with you. I'm on my own personal journey. Some of the people that challenge me the most are Jace, Kobe, Ellis, Katai, and Adeline. Oh, who are those people? (laughs) Those are my children. Being a parent challenges me to be culturally competent in ways I never imagined. I mean, I knew that teaching a classroom full of children that were not mine would mean they were culturally different from me. I knew working in a building filled with teachers from all over the country and some from different countries around the world would mean cultural differences. But my own children? The little people I am raising? Yeah, yep, indeed. They are culturally different from me even and from each other. And it is wild. It is really wild and interesting to watch. I think that is one of the reasons why I am so passionate about this work. I can see it. And honestly, it's just good teaching, like Dr. Gloria Ladson-Billing said, but it's also just good living. So if you're interested in good teaching and good living, practicing cultural competence, let me share five habits to help you do just that. The five habits are one, Engage in personal and professional reflection. Two, understand mindset. Three, participate in focused professional and personal learning. Number four, be a goal setter and a goal getter. 
And number five is to take action. Each of these habits is important for different reasons. Remember, cultural competence is all about being aware of your own culture and how it impacts the way you show up in the world. And then intentionally taking the time to learn about other cultures in an effort to recognize the similarities and differences. Understand the people and perspectives that share this culture and then use your knowledge to inform the way you continue to show up in the world. I talked all about this on episode nine. So you may want to hop back there to get a deeper dive into the definition of cultural competence. But the habits that will help you become and remain culturally competent are the five that I mentioned above. So let me jump into explaining each of those just a little bit more. First is personal and professional reflection. Reflection enables you to become aware of your cultural practices and beliefs and perspectives. This awareness gives you a foundation for asking important questions of yourself about why you view the world a certain way and if you want to continue viewing the world this way. These same cultural beliefs and perspectives shape who you are inside the classroom as well as outside of the classroom. So reflecting on them can help you become aware of your blind spots and biases, your strengths and the power of your story. We often center our classroom rules, expectations, procedures, celebrations, and norms around our personal beliefs. Centering ourselves can put us at risk of minimizing and isolating and honestly marginalizing our students. Okay, the second habit is understanding your mindset. You may already be familiar with fixed and growth mindset with limiting and empowering beliefs. If not, I highly recommend you check out the book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. But here is the connection. So after you reflect and become aware of yourself, then you have to make a decision as to whether you want to accept or reject what you became aware of. No judgment. It's your journey. But I will say that rejection typically correlates to a fixed mindset and limiting beliefs whereas acceptance typically correlates to a growth mindset and empowering beliefs. All this impacts the way you show up in the world and how you show up in your classroom. Are you projecting your limiting beliefs and fixed mindset on your students? Oh boy. (laughs) Number three is participating in focused professional learning. There are so many amazing books and coaches and retreats to help you learn and grow and develop your awareness of self, shift your mindset, and develop as a culturally competent person. In the show notes, I'll link to a recommended list of professional books that I absolutely love. I will also link to some of my favorite personal growth books. In addition to that, I also lead professional learning experiences for educators And those are specifically designed to help you tap into your strengths as an educator and just be aware of all of the pieces that make up who you are and how they impact you in the classroom. You can see a whole list of the workshops that I offer, on-demand workshops, and the resources that I have on my website. Now, every single year, I participate in several learning experiences to grow and develop me. One of my favorite experiences from last year, 2021, was a weekend retreat I attended in Asheville, North Carolina called Awesomeness Sparks. It was hosted by Roshana Price and Eerie Success. Oh my goodness, game-changing experience. I can't even like 
I'm so serious. It was it was so good. It it totally nurtured my personal, spiritual and professional walk. It was exactly what I needed to recharge and recenter and reflect. Amazing. As I continue to learn, I am the best version of myself for the teachers I coach, the children I parent, and all the other relationships I foster. I am showing the people around me that I am also continuing to do the work. I'm not just preaching about it. I'm actually doing the work. Number four, be a goal getter and goal setter. One of my absolute favorite quotes is from Olympic medalist, volleyball player, Rachel Adams. She said, a dream written down with a date is a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action becomes reality. Listen, I love to dream as much as the next person, but a dream is simply a dream until I make it a reality. You can dream and hope and wish your classroom was a space that affirmed, welcomed, and celebrated all students through instruction, but it isn't. It isn't until you set some goals and make that thing happen. So set a few realistic goals, actionable goals, toward making your dream classroom a reality. For example, when I was teaching in Red Springs, North Carolina, I set several goals, but one was to come back to the community on a weekend day once every other month because I taught in Red Springs, but I lived in like a neighboring city. So I wanted to come back once every other month and participate in a local event. Another goal I set was to intentionally look at and revamp a part of my classroom, like my classroom library, or one lesson every single month. So jump in and set some goals, my friend. Take some imperfect action. See how much fun you can have. See how your students thrive. Number five, take action. Small, consistent, intentional steps get you to the goal. No need to be overwhelmed because remember, this is not a race. There is no finish line. So allow yourself grace. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. You've got this. And honestly, this is the most fun habit. This is the habit where you get to use your knowledge and creative juices to design or redesign your lessons using a culturally aware lens. You get to choose new resources to enhance learning for your students. Resources that will truly connect, that they will truly connect with. And best of all, you can collaborate with other teachers to do all of this. I love collaboration, but but maybe this is not your thing. Maybe you don't quite feel comfortable yet talking to your colleagues about this, or maybe you're new to the school, so you haven't actually built any relationships. But maybe your colleagues are on board and they want all in but you still have some questions and you need a little bit of focused guidance. You know I'm here for you. Let's jump on a collaboration coaching call and sort everything out. One, two, three, four, five, boom. (laughs) That's it. Five habits to help you become and remain culturally competent. Will you try practicing one of these habits today? I hope you will. And I would love for you to share which habit you decided to try out today and how that worked for you. All right, that's a wrap. 
on today's episode, but not on the amazing work you're doing at your school and in your classroom. To keep your momentum going, I created a free resource just for you the ultimate diverse classroom checklist. This checklist has five simple steps you can take today to create a diverse and inclusive classroom. Head over to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash the checklist. Also, can I ask you a favor? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast with a friend. All right, I'll talk to you in the next episode.